You're listening to Bloom in Tech with David Bloom. This podcast sponsored by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Hey everybody, I'm David Bloom. Welcome back to another episode of Bloom in Tech. This week I talk with Julia Mays, who is executive producer of VidCon, the giant annual gathering of influencers, streaming video executives, brands, and thousands and thousands of really excited young fans. This past June, more than 72,000 people showed up over four days at the Anaheim Convention Center to talk about influencers. It's a pretty crazy gathering, but one I strongly recommend that every brand or entertainment company executive find a way to attend at least once. You'll get a visceral understanding of the intense connection young fans have with their online favorites and a sense of their already huge ecosystem that's built up really over the last decade around millions of influencers and their billion or so fans. YouTube was the start of all this and is still the most important part of it, but in an era of Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook Watch, TikTok, and much else, YouTube is no longer the only game in town. The occasion for my talk with Julia was today's news about the 2019 Anaheim show, the conference's 10th, and a spinoff in a new European location. Give it a listen, and again, if you're in marketing, entertainment, media, or brands, you need to find a way to come to the show so you can see what's really going on with all those crazy kids these days. Hey everybody, it's David Bloom with Bloom and Tech. I am here with Julie Mays, who is the executive producer for VidCon US. VidCon is a giant uh, gathering in Anaheim every year that brings together 30,000 influencers. There are many, many, many fans, exhibitors, and industry executives. And in quite the uh, crazy uh, gathering uh, at the Anaheim Convention Center just across the street from Disney, Julie is with me today to talk a little bit about some of the news they have coming out for next year's show and for additional shows around the world. Welcome, Julia. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me. Let's start with the, the, the mothership here, uh, VidCon US, your baby. You guys are putting out today that you are um, moving the show into early July. So talk about why. So previously, the event has always been in um, mid to late June. Uh, for 2019, it will be July 10th through the 13th. And this is a combination of a lot of things uh, falling into place to make us move dates, but all logistical. And we're thinking about the event top to bottom in order to pick our event dates. And we actually secure event dates you know, very far in advance because it's a huge building. We have a lot of constituents to think about. So a lot of factors come into play when we're thinking about event dates, but we're finding that we have a lot of benefits of moving to July for 2019, including that it doesn't conflict with CAN. Um, there's a little bit of flexibility with kids' school schedules. A lot of people are still in school in June, so people were only able to attend on Saturday or Friday afternoon, so they can come all three days if they want to. Okay, yeah, that's true. I mean, so Can when we talk about Can, uh, they do a lot of things in Can, but the one you're talking about is Can Lion, which is the giant advertising gathering. Advertising has become more and more a big thing in the world of online video and online influencers doing brand deals. So I would think being able to have those brand-focused advertising types and the brands themselves there more is going to be a win really for everybody, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we always have a really strong showing from lots of different brands and ad agencies and lots of people who work in that industry. 
they are all coming to VidCon anyway, but we're hoping to see a bigger push um, from that market because those people can now, if they want to, attend both CanLion as well as VidCon. Yeah, if they're still standing after all the rosé on the Riviera, they'll be able to party down with the screaming teen throngs. I suggest every brand find a way, every brand executive find a way to go to VidCon at least once to understand the fervor and intensity of the fandom and connection between so many of the influencers that you guys showcase and the kids who show up there. It's pretty remarkable, and I guess you guys are probably, there are other live events, but you guys are probably the biggest by far at this point, right? Yeah, we are the largest, and we're also unique um, in the way that you just were alluding to, and that we're the only one who brings the whole ecosystem under one roof for the weekend. Um, so we have, you know, there are lots of events that showcase the industry or they're fan-facing or they're creator-facing, but VidCon brings everybody together. And so when you are a brand executive and you want to truly understand what the community is like, then you can see the fans interacting at, on the show floor at, or at a meet-and-greet with creators. If you are a mid-level or a smaller creator, you can interact with your fans um, immediately and, and, um, and safely. And then you can also, you know, the next day maybe get a meeting with some press or um, another brand or an executive from YouTube or Instagram or something like that. So um, we're, we're unique and, and very, very special in that way. Right. Uh, and I think it's interesting to talk about that. I remember after the unfortunate murder of um, the influencer a couple of years ago, and her name unfortunately escapes me, you all really screwed down on security and took it to another, another notch, which I think was entirely appropriate given the horrible circumstances in Orlando. But that's really a key is how you all try to manage Tens of thousands of very excited young teenage fans and tween fans and influencers who get them excited and move everybody around. So that must be quite an interesting challenge for you. Uh, talk about how you will do that and how you try to maintain some safety while showcasing people that have millions and millions of fans. We think about safety and security 365 days a year. It's our number one priority for the event. Um, because there are so many people there and because everyone deserves to have a wonderful, lovely, comfortable time at VidCon. Um, so we never, you know, we think through A to B, A to Z really on everything possible. So we're thinking about, you know, you put your mind uh, where a teenage girl might be and thinking about she wants to meet some influencers, she wants to hang out with her friends. She wants to stay in touch with um, her parents who might be staying at the hotel down the street. And what does that mean for our security plan? And then alternatively, think about a VIP who's top tier talent, who also wants to interact with their fans, but it might not be safe for them to be just out in the open unaccompanied. And so we, you know, help them secure private security for the event and we provide back of house routes from all of the programming spaces to all the parties, meet and greet spaces, um, as well as to and from the hotel where they're staying. And then on top of that, we have executives who need a special version of security. We have parents who are looking out for their kids, even if the parents aren't attending. Um, they want to know that they're, you know, because they're minors, so we have to be particularly careful with them. 
yeah, it's it's a never ending conversation. We're always looking for ways to improve, and we just we make moves every year, every event um, to change things and make make sure that everyone's doing well and being safe. Now, we talked a little bit about the brands. I mean, the exhibition floor is just massive these days. Uh, walking it this year was one of the better workouts I've had in quite a while. Just tried to navigate through hundreds of uh, hundreds of booths, and and you had quite a few brands there. A lot of the big consumer-facing brands, from candy companies to you know personal care. You had lots of the. Uh, influences themselves showing off their merchandise booths. Uh, it was really pretty interesting to see that range of stuff. How many exhibitors did you have this last year? And how many would you say are sort of the, the big consumer brand type folks? Um, we had over 100 booths uh, this year, um, including, you know, and that's all the way from a small 10 by 10 stand, a smaller company, all the way up to the huge custom booths that might be, you know, 30 feet by 90 feet or something massive like that. Like you said, a huge variety in in companies that, that exhibit and that showcase on our floor. Everything from different media companies, like NBC has been a partner of ours for a couple of years, as well as Nickelodeon and MTV were both on the floor this year. We always have a really good showing from candy and food companies. Um, I think maybe because they know kids like candy. So like Mars has come for several years and they, they always do really innovative, lovely things. And then we have, like you said, a lot of the influencers themselves are, they have booths on the floor. And so they're there to show, to sell merch. Some of them go to their booths and that's sort of like an in, a personal interaction that they can have with their fan base that way. It's a, it's a huge variety and the floor at VidCon is truly remarkable and like it gets better every year because people are sort of the brands are seeing what the person next door to them is doing and they say oh i can do that or i can do better there are questions about how big the show can get should get for instance when i talk to the guys at e3 who do the video game conferences part of what they do is sort of cap the size of how big that show gets because they want people to be able to get in there they started to allow consumers to come in a couple of days of the show, but they want the, the industry, the video game industry, to be able to see. Are you all looking to grow the show beyond the 30,000 or so that came the last couple of years, or is it like this is a good size, it's an appropriate size, this is what we can handle? What's the thinking? This year was a very comfortable size for us. But we do absolutely have room to grow, especially because the convention center built that new building. But what we think about as we grow year over year is we want to make sure that we're growing carefully and that we're not overcrowding any spaces. We're making sure that everyone who does buy a ticket to VidCon, whether you're the first person to buy a ticket or you're the 30,000th person to buy a ticket, you're having a wonderful time. So we want to make sure that you always have programming that you can go to or that there's room on the, on the floor for you to walk comfortably or you know, there's a beanbag for you to sit on in a chill lounge somewhere. So we do plan to grow this year, um, or at least, you know, I would say we hope to grow this year. But what's important to me is that we don't balloon to a capacity where it's, it's unsafe or uncomfortable for anyone who's there. It's important to note that you you have the most uh, strictly enforced caste system I've ever seen in any conference ever. The first floor is the community floor where you've got all the kids. The second floor is for creators, and you have 
training and all that stuff for them and various sort of specialized stuff focused on all those creators. Uh, and then the third floor is the industry floor. And if you don't have the right badge, you can't get to the second floor. If you don't have the, the even more right badge, you can't get to the third floor. Industry badge is what, a couple of thousand people for those folks where you have like the head of Twitch come and talk, uh, the head of uh, Instagram or YouTube come up and talk. I mean, how many people is that? We have, uh, depending on the year and depending on the event. So this year at VidCon US, we had, ooh, I would have to double check, but um, like 4,000 industry attendees, I want to say. It's our smallest section as far as different ticket tracks go. But yeah, it's sort of our quote unquote, it's the most exclusive. But truth be told, and you know, there's no gatekeeping on who's purchasing tickets. So anyone, whether you're a teenage fan or um, a brand executive, you can purchase an industry ticket if you want to. And then the community floor, the community level, I mean, I'm presuming that these things get divided by, by price as well. The community level is one thing, but then the creator level is about how many folks show up for that? Um, we had about 6,000 this year. And then you all showcase about, what, 250 or so very high-end, the, the top-tier folks? Yeah, we actually officially showcased a little over 300 feature creators. That's what we call our, our talent, um, our VIPs, so to speak, who participate in programming or who host meet and greets with their fans. So we had just over 300 of those folks, but then we also have a lot of talent who come and just hang out. And some of them did also host um, meet and greets with their with their fans, but they didn't, you know, they didn't like sit on a panel or do a performance during one of our evening events or anything like that. So um, we had another, oh, like 300 of those folks. That's, you know, more people in the industry, more influencers, um, but they're so all in, we have close to, you know, 650, 700 talent there. You know, one of the sort of sideshows, literally, this last year was uh, Terracon. I thought you guys uh, struck the right note after they had some, we'll put it gently, logistical problems uh, taking care of the fans that they had created separately. But in some ways, it feels like you guys are so big that you're getting like Sundance, which has, you know, slam dance and uh, these other little little things that are connected to the show and the gathering of people, but are off doing their own thing off on the side. Is that something you all expect to see more often as you all continue to grow and become this destination week? You know, it's a little bit hard to predict because Anaheim has the convention center, it has a number of hotels, and it has Disneyland. But it's not, beyond that, it's not quite like a Sundance or it's not like a South by Southwest where there are just like dozens of things happening at, at any time. What is becoming a trend is that individual creators, individual influencers are hosting, you know, they're managing their own tour or they're hosting their own, you know, private meet and greets or something like that. And as that happens more generally, globally, you expect to see more of those sort of as tiny satellite unofficial VidCon events, but nothing to the scale of another, you know, I, I would be seriously surprised if someone tried to host a large scale event the same weekend of VidCon or even the same week of VidCon in Anaheim because people expect us, we're the, we're the industry leader here and they sort of trust us to, to be the best at it. You got it down by now. This is your 11th year? This will be our 10th anniversary, yep. Are you doing anything special for 
big number 10? We are. I I don't, nothing's quite confirmed yet, so I don't really want to get into detail, but I've been talking to the team for weeks already, basically since year nine closed in June this year. So we have some really cool stuff that we're thinking about, um, different amazing, crazy things to do on the show floor, um, you know, activities for the attendees, different ways to showcase and host and make the creators and the VIPs feel really amazing and, and make sure that they understand how much we appreciate them and, and are indebted to them for coming and participating in the event. And as well as just making sure that the connections that we want to foster at VidCon between executives and creators and fans and, and everybody who comes to VidCon, um, we want to think about new and better ways to make those happen and make meaningful connections between people. I noticed that uh, as part of the announcements that are coming out um, that you all are confirming. I, I'd had some conversation with Jim Lauterbach, your CEO, for this year's uh, convention, and he had said that you all were were looking to expand to London. You had tried something elsewhere in Europe, and it became sort of complicated because of the peculiar nature of the European online influencer scene. It's very country-specific. You all are now coming to London. Yeah, we will be in London in February, Valentine's Day weekend, actually. And this is our first show in London. So it is, again, it's, an, it's a new, it's going to be a new trick for us. But we were in Amsterdam the previous two years. And like you said, um, and like Jim maybe alluded to, Europe is a bit provincial. And so we found that it's easy to travel to and from Amsterdam. There's a lot of, you know, sort of a cosmopolitan, creative city. We thought that people would be drawn to it. But we found that German fans watch German YouTubers and Dutch fans watch Dutch YouTubers and British fans watch British YouTubers. So there was a bit of a part language barrier, part part cultural, you know, I don't want to say divide because that's a little too harsh, but Amsterdam was not what we expected it to be. So we're hoping to sort of reignite that side of the world and, and make a cool new VidCon in London, um, which will be at the Excel Center in February. You just did Australia last month, is that right? Big yeah. in general, and that was your second year in Australia, correct? Yep, uh, we've been in Melbourne for the past two years, and Melbourne is just, you know, a lot like Amsterdam. It's just an exquisitely creative city. It's a perfect home for VidCon. The people there are really connected, and the creator community is really supportive of each other. So it's quite easy to to find the right talent and make connections and get people involved. It's been at the Melbourne Convention Center for the past two years. VidCon Australia is it holds a very special place in my heart, just because I love that fan community so much. Julia, thank you so much for all of this. Um, so VidCon US coming July 10th through 13th. No longer must brands decide between the Riviera and Anaheim to reach as many uh, key folks as they'd like and demographics that are doing interesting things. You're coming to London as well. Now, are you going to be doing anything special in London because it's London? It's going to be different because it's a new market, a new building. So we have to think about how we lay out the event differently. It provides a really wonderful opportunity for us to try new things because we have a blank slate there. Sort of get to think outside of the box and some things. Well, thank you so much, Julie. I really appreciate it. Take care. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to Bloom in Tech. I am your host, David Bloom. Thanks so much. And our podcast has been sponsored in this episode by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Take care, everyone. Thank you.